Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank God for this opportunity, and I thank the many volunteers who make this possible. I was a Latter-day Saint for over 60 years, and I have a love for the LDS people. But we know that there are people questioning and even leaving the church, some because of church doctrine, some, of beca- some because of church history, some because they can't keep the commandments and they don't feel good enough or can't do enough, they feel guilty. Some people just don't fit in. We hope tonight that our guest will be able to share her journey and be able to touch your heart out there. I'd like to begin with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray that your spirit will be with us, that the things we say tonight will please you and will honor you, will touch hearts, and people will understand truth and be able to recognize it as it comes from you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to introduce Evie tonight. Welcome. Hello. Appreciate having you here and sharing your your story. Oh, thanks. Interestingly, uh, Evie was uh, a convert to the church at about age 15. Is that that right? So how did that happen? Wow. Well, um, to begin with, I I actually, I probably need to back up and say that I was born in a family where my parents were agnostic. Oh. And so I was taught there was no God. And um, okay. I always believed that there was a God, but I didn't know what he looked like or sounded like or felt like, nothing like that. And so I, um, it, it, so I knew there was something out there. I had no idea what it was. So I was sort of on a quest to find out, well, um, what is out there? And, um, and then I found myself getting involved in, um, you know, in occultic things, actually. At age 15? At age 15. age 15. Well, really? before age 15, wow. even. Yeah. Yeah, for a now couple your, years. Your mom and dad, were they part of this uh, They didn't know. I didn't think it was something they should probably know about. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I might was have mentioned a few friends, things. Friends or something? Um, it was just a curiosity I had. You know, it was um, it started out with um, a curiosity in haunted houses. Well, what's that? You know, what's haunting the houses? Oh. And um, the psychic, you know, realm. What can you do with, you know, your mind? Can you move objects? Can you you know, read minds, what can you do? So those kinds of things. Just um, always had a curiosity for those. I did, and I actually believe that those things really worked, and (laughs) and they do. (laughs) But not to the good source. That's a whole other story. (laughs) So what happens at eight, well, go ahead, and so you've So I'm in, so I'm, yeah, so I got pretty. um, Excuse me a second, let me pull this out just a little bit. Oh, okay. So I got pretty involved in this um, pursuit of, uh, of occultic things. I wouldn't have called it that at the time. It, you know, later turned into witchcraft, and I thought, well, um, you know, I don't want to be an evil witch, so maybe a white witch would be good. A good witch. <laughs> yeah, a good witch. And um, I'll just say, because I may forget later, that really there are no good witches at all. There's, um, you know, there, uh, witchcraft is witchcraft. There's no black or white. It's all the same thing. And so you don't it's take that sort from, of, yeah. All from Satan. Right? It is all from Satan. Yeah. Absolutely. And so... Being involved in that kind of thing, it was um, difficult to get out because I now had invited, you know, demonic forces into my life. Mm. And as a result, I wanted, um, I started finding that I needed help getting them out 
of my life, getting wow. them out of me. And um, so uh, a number of instances happened. Long, long story. It could be a, a big book. <laughs> but finally, it, came, it culminated to one particular night. And I always thought this was interesting, how I could remember the very night I was born. I can tell you the day and the time and the place, you know, within the hour. And Joseph Smith never could actually remember when he had um, his experience. I thought that was odd, because I was 15. So you can't say, well, he was little. similar the same age then. Exactly. Because the, the many will vision. excuse his age, and that's just nonsense. So, yeah. But my experience was such that... Um, you know, I needed to get rid of demons out of me. They were in me, I needed them out, and I didn't know how to do it. And God came. He came to me. And it's a really amazing story. And I don't go into too many details, probably on air, but um, it, basically I was reading the Bible. And as I read the Bible, He would guide me to passages. And as I was reading the passages, He would lift me up out of the deception the devil had placed on me and on wow. my mind. Now, was this at age 15 again? Age 15. Are we still back in we're age, still in age We're still 15. not a Mormon yet. Not a Mormon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so you felt like you had a relationship with Christ It became, at that, point. At that moment, I was he literally born you again. Absolutely. Wow. And um, it was, you know, it was a terrifying experience until God came, until He showed up. I was actually very shocked that I could talk to God. And I... And I remember thinking, this is God. Why is God talking to me? And, and God said to me, Evie, why do you find it so hard to believe that you can talk to God? And I said, because I'm just one of these little people in the midst of all these people. Why would God talk to me? Wow. And then he said, I'm here for all the people. Wow. And, and when he said it, though, there was, he is no respecter of persons. I knew I didn't have to be anybody, just me. He and he loved me. You as a, Absolutely. And so I knew I had all rights to talk to God, all rights, yeah. and that he wanted that. Wow. And so it was in that moment that I became born again. Wow. And my life changed. I complete 180. Wow. Complete. And you felt free of, of the bondage of e evil spirits. Gone. No more. Well, so yeah. now I'm curious, how did you move yeah. into Mormonism at this point? The missionaries contact you? No, I actually family? met a, 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 a friend, and um, I had gone through some really incredibly fantastic experiences. And I was anxious to share them, because I'm thinking, wow, does anybody else know this God that I met? Does anybody, you know, recognize him? And this guy happened to be actually um, a Mormon. He wasn't he wasn't living the Mormon religion, but he believed it. Yeah. And he said, well, you need to have the missionary lessons. And so I said, okay, well, <laughs> all right, let's do that. So I, I went, this was a month after my conversion to God, after right, I was born again. Right. So I, I went, and my parents were very upset. They, they, they really actually saw through the Mormon church, and I wish that I would have listened, because now I, I can too. But yeah. at the time, I felt like, well, I'm following God, and God's put this person in my life, and now I'm going to listen to the missionary lessons. Yeah. So I did, and um, I believed them. You know, I, I followed all this. Now, looking back, had they have told me the occultic background that was related to the Mormon church, I, I would definitely have recognized this is not of yeah. God. But they sort of left out a lot of those important parts. <laughs> as they, I got as to they them taught later. you the basic mm -hmm. gospel. But you ended mm -hmm. up being baptized at age 18. I had a way, yeah. So yeah. now I was 15. I wanted to be a member, and my parents said, no way. So I waited for about two and a half years. You know, fasting and praying and fasting and praying every week, literally. I wanted so bad to be, you know, a member and please God. I wanted to please God. I wanted to show Him that I loved Him. 
And um, it never happened at yeah. all. And so now looking back, here's the deal. I thought it was me, okay? Yeah, I look back now, yeah. no, it was, it was God saying no. <laughs> I was like, what went wrong? Okay, so I figured some of that out after I came out of the church. But Okay, well, so tell us now what happens after you're baptized and you start becoming young, a young adult. And Yeah, well, and I went to BYU. Life? I'm going to school. I'm active in the church every way. I was begging for callings before I got to be a member. They're like, no, you're not a member. We technically can't give you member you know, uh, calling. Yeah. So they gave me some little pre-primary calling <laughs> that they, I just got that to go and make sure in. the kids weren't getting hit by cars, you yeah. know. So, you know, stuff like that. But I was quite active and I uh, went to college, met my husband. We got married in the temple, so. I met him at BYU? I did, did yeah. You? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. And so we, I had, you know, so now I get to go through the temple. And this was probably um, another, looking back, neon, This was a big flag, moment, wasn't it? Huge for me. <laughs> So now, this, now, just to interrupt a little bit, I know the LDS. Most of us that go through the temple the first time, we have our we're very young usually at eighteen or nineteen, twenty, mm -hmm. and we don't have some of these experiences you've had. So tell us now your mm -hmm. first time going to the temple. Okay, <laughs> well, I didn't. You know, they don't give you too much preparation at least back then. This was like in what was it, eighty one or eighty two or whenever it was, and. Um, and so I just trusted God, okay, and I and I'm and I go in and and I I go into shock. <laughs> I was in shock. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel like God at all. This, in fact, you know, it just it kind of it really freaked me out. I could not function. I had no escort because I didn't have anybody. Mm -hmm. The person that was going to go with me couldn't go, and so now I'm going alone and I'm just in there like taking this all in. And I'm like, this does not feel like the God I know. Not at all, not at all. In fact, it feels... Like the occult. I thought, yeah. you know, you get, you come out of this washing and anointing and, and, I'm, and I'm in shock there because that's not what God would do. And, you know, but I'm trying to go along with it. I get into the endowment session and, you know, we come to the, the true order of prayer and, you know, and I'm like, man, this looks like a coven to me, only they're dressed in white, you know. <laughs> and it was really quite freaky. I just could not understand how this could be God. And, um, you know, how did, I, how did I end with it? I thought, you know, there's got to be something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. What? Yeah. I mean, it God put me in the church. Or, yeah. yeah. And so I'm just freaking out. I'm taking it all wrong. Well, maybe it's, you know, like quite witchcraft. The other way to do things. I, don't, I didn't know. I just was trying to, you know, bear with it. So. Yeah. And just trusting that others have gone through it. That's what I yeah. did, at least. And was so it I weird my, to you? It, well, it was strange, but it was because... Uh, and then I just trusted that family had gone through it for years, and they certainly mm. wouldn't be deceiving me. They... They must yeah. love it. They go to it all. Go to the temple all the time. And what I didn't understand, I figured I'd understand later yeah. when I needed to. I but thought with that your too. background, that I mean, the all-seeing eye and all these kinds. Well, of Well, I had was, some occultic friends from the past, and we were, and then like, this is God's church. And my friends like, how could it be God's church? Do you see what's all over that temple? Do you see all those devil stars? And yeah, I mean, it's. And I was like. Well, I just don't think that's what it really is because, you know, it's different. Yeah. We're not doing some of those black things in there right. like, you know, they do. Well, and it's interesting, too, now that we know this more particularly, but that Joseph was involved or was enamored with the occult. Yes. And with the seeing seer stone and with the seeing eye thing and, yes. and with the... Um, uh, 
just well, he made, divining he made, rods. He made magic circles. You always make circles in witchcraft and, you know, sprinkle them with blood from a living, you know, sacrificial wow. animal. And he did all sorts of things. Now, had they told me some of this stuff, I could have got this. Yeah. You know, I could have got it. I mean, I, I would imagine now some people are saying, well, then what were you doing in there? And <laughs> and I would say, well, because honestly, and I, you know, I feel like God put me there. But that was your journey. Yeah, it, it is. Why? There are lots of reasons. Lots of reasons why. And I ask God a lot of that stuff, you know, coming out. Yeah. But the Mormon Church actually offers some good things while sure. you're, you know, in it. And yeah. um, I needed some structure. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> you, st you remained active, though. I mean, I you did. were a spiritual living teacher and you did some mm -hmm. other, what, you did other things. You raised six, six children. Kids, six kids born yeah. in the covenant. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so, um, yeah, very active. True Blue, I'm up there. You know, Joseph Smith is a true prophet. The Book of Mormon's very true. New testimony. Yeah, Jesus Christ is our Savior. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> but what yeah. did you think of the Bible at this point? And mm -hmm. you, you know, what's really sad—that's a great question because I, um, I, I, there is a power in the Word of God, the Bible, unbelievable power. And let me tell you, I literally experienced it coming when He freed me from demonic grips. Um, you just, I'll tell you what, you have any of those problems, just pull out that Bible and start reading it, and they can't stand it. So uh, there is a power there, and, um, and I knew it. And as time went by, I started to lose some of that feeling. I loved the Bible. I believed it was the Word of God, but I always had a little mistrust, you know. As a Latter-day Saint, yeah, it because it started, yeah, because of their teachings, the, the, the Mormon teachings. The article of faith, that it, yeah, it's as far as it's translated, translated correctly. correctly. So you kind of wonder, but you know, God is good, and what I noticed is that um, I would mark my scriptures a lot, and you know, one day I was after I came out of the church, I, I went back and I was looking at, at my Bible and and my quad. I had my quad and I had all these little tags sticking out of all the things I marked in it. I was kind of mad. I was like, God, you know, you just throw me in this church. You just leave me there. And where, where, where were you? I mean, I did feel you and me, but what's happened? <laughs> oh, boy. So here's what's so cool. I'm looking at, at it, and I'm like, wow, there's like a thick patch of like little tags sticking out over here. I'm like, well, what part's that? I'm like, oh, Old Testament. Like, there's even more right here. What's that? New Testament. And I go, and there's some in the Book of Mormon, a few in Doctrine and Covenants and so on. But the bulk of it was in... In, in the Bible, in the New Testament. And God said to me, See, I have not left you without knowing my word. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that Greater was so beautiful. Greater trust for the Bible. Absolutely. Well, so as you get, uh, we'll probably cover that in a, again in a little bit, but when you start coming through your activity and you get a little further on in life, then what happens mm -hmm. to kind of begin drawing you away from the church? Mm. You know, I was hardcore, true blue, for 32 years. Mm. 32 years of hardcore. Nothing could have gotten me out. I mean, I was never approached by Christians. Maybe if I had, I, I probably would have listened, and I probably would have heard because I know God's voice. But nobody came and approached me. So Just what happened to get me out was um, I had been in a really bad car accident mm. and uh, had, had a compressed spinal cord injury. So my neck was really a complete mess. I had been in pain. It was damaged. I'd been on... You know, pain meds, trying to just survive life. And, um, you know, one day, God actually inspired me. Just, you know, go off the pain meds and come see what's on the other side of this. Trust me. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to do it. And I uh, just stopped taking anything. And I had no clue what was on the other side of that. You know, he was. In, he encouraged me to go through. You just trusted him. I trusted him. It was that was that's a whole other book and whole other journey. Beautiful. I learned so much. And so when I came through it, though, the beautiful, beautiful thing was I had no idea that he would heal me. He never told me that. He just said, "Do it in faith, and see what's on the other side." 
and, and at the other side of not taking any med yeah. pain meds. So I did, and um, I, uh, he healed my neck completely, and mm -hmm. I've not had any problems since. I'm, I'm like brand new today. <laughs> I'm brand new. So that is the very thing that spurred me into being very mad at the prophets. <laughs> I started getting mad. Now, how, did, how does that relate? I'm I not know, sure how I does understand. It? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, because, you know, I, he, God started teaching me about food and about how um, the body actually can heal itself in so many ways if you give it what it needs. you, you got to take out the poisons and the toxins, and so God counseled me. Look at the labels and the ingredients. Look at what you're eating mm. and, and avoid the bad things. And, yeah. and then he started teaching me about the good things. And I realized that there is a lot, of, a lot that our bodies can do on their own. So I thought, well, how come the Word of Wisdom doesn't cover all this? Mm. It's very vague. The Word of Wisdom is very vague. Yeah, and I was upset. Well, there's yeah. hidden mysteries. You get to know the hidden mysteries. Right. If you what, seek them or you do these things. And it's like, what? Well, you're a prophet of God. Tell us what they are. God tells you. Go read in the Bible. He'll see it. <laughs> So I, you know, I was mad. And I'm like, you know, I'm watching some of the brethren go through health crisis and they're turning to things that God told me don't turn to. And I'm like, I'm just nobody really. You're a prophet. I'm just me. I'm not leading a church. How come you guys don't know this stuff? And I do. <laughs> you know, that's what got me going. Wow. So I'm like, God, tell me what is wrong with your prophets. I got to know because I'm having a hard time trusting them right now. Wow. And Still um, had a testimony of Joseph in the totally. Book of Mormon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was there any doctrinal problems that ever concerned you or bothered you? Uh, no. Besides the word of wisdom kind of a no. revelation? Nothing. None. You did look at fundamentalism, though, for a bit. Well, I did, because then what happened was God said, read Ezekiel 34. So I did, and that's this is what got me out of Mormonism. This was it. Ezekiel 34. Ezekiel 34. Yeah. And you read that, and, you, and he said, they're not my prophets. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, God, do you know what you're saying? Because you're saying in here, this is, these aren't your guys. <laughs> and he confirmed yes. And so now I'm like, well, now what? Okay, mainstream isn't true, but what about Joseph Smith? What about the Book of Mormon? Because the fundamentalists believe that and right. polygamy and so on. So Right. So I started thinking, okay, um, you know, I have good experiences with the Book of Mormon. I mean, there is some truth there. God will use what he'll use. Yeah. I mean, if you're only giving him like this to work with, he's going to find a way to get you to him. Well, if a lot he of has it comes to, from you know? the Bible. And Absolutely. So, yeah. I've so, noticed that yeah. more and more reading. What a, yeah, it's a lot of plagiarism. So I, you know, so I, um, oh, forgot what I was going to say. What was your question again? Oh, I'm not sure. Well, we were talking about <laughs> fundamentalism. Oh, for yeah. A second so there, I started thinking how, you know, okay, well, the mainstream is, actually, I started studying. Mainstream's gone cl clear away from Joseph Smith's teachings. I mean, clear away. Yeah. And it's so people say the church is true. I said that. But now my question is, which church is true? <laughs> which period of time are you going to yeah. take? You know, because it's changed. Which change? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And you can't say, well, God said, for instance, you know, okay, there is, you, you do polygamy or you die. You do, no, not in the next life, this life. Right. So I like took that literally. I'm like, gosh, I have to do polygamy in this life? I'm like, you know, I was kind of thinking, fine, I could accept it, but not this life. But I started considering it. And I thought, if that's what I have to do to please God, then I guess I do. Um, Unfortunately, God, you know, saved me before anything fundamental happened in my life. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and the other thing I had to get over was the temple. I really thought that, that even though... really hard. Well, yeah. I thought, you know, you have to go through the temple and do all these things and, you know, show God that, well, I'm going to be obedient to you if this is how you want it. So, yeah. so how was your family at this point, your husband and your children? And um, well, I was single and... Um, 
you know, I kind of pretty much kept everything undercover. I, I started talking a little bit to my family, but yeah. um, not a lot. It yeah. was... I wanted to get some resolution myself. So did you, you started pulling away from the church, not attending, I guess? Maybe? I quit and, like that. Oh, did the you? minute he showed me Ezekiel 34, I was done. Because God told me. So I'm like, how can I go there? Very trusting. I can't. <laughs> yeah, well, you, and so you know his, you, I know his voice. <laughs> yeah, and did you, and then of course you'd already had a born again experience. I mean, you felt mm -hmm. like, so what, what did, what transition right. then you further into this Christian walk and to, Trusting God even more, I guess, mm, and having absolutely. the Bible. Yeah. Well, I had to get out of the whole Mormon, the Book of Mormon is true and Joseph Smith is true. So, Was that I, hard? Well, it was a little bit. And then God started bringing to me people who had similar experiences to my own. And I mm. learned that actually what was really quite um, terrorizing was that, and confirming, was that actually in witchcraft ceremonies, and I had never gone this far in the occult, but um, when you get that far, they actually, the ceremonies are very similar to the, the Mormon temple and to masonry. They're all very similar. Yeah. You get to the whole I didn't end realize part. this either, but go ahead. I didn't, and yeah. so when I started seeing it and realizing that you get to that last part where they took out, you know, that five points of fellowship thing, that, that actually is almost verbatim witchcraft ceremony. Now, well, I know it's verbatim to the mason. Yeah. Masons have that. Well, and isn't thing. it interesting? Three of them now. What we got? Masons and and witches and now Mormons. And you're going to say, well, wait a minute though. Joseph Smith separated it out, and his is the the good one. Yeah. No, it's not. You can't have the same stuff. Now, here's my question: What are you binding yourself to? If you're a witch, you're binding yourself to your Lord, your Lord Satan. You know, when you're going through. Now, you think about that covenant you've made at the very end there. What? And you're binding your posterity to who? Is <laughs> if it's not God, who is it to? Yeah. And it's just a little concerning to me. So he started showing me things like that, and I started realizing, you know, this is, this is not of God. Yeah. There is no, Joseph Smith, I'll fix a few things. It's not. When you start studying esoteric societies, you realize there's a whole other thing going on there. And, and you won't get it unless you search it out and God opens your eyes. Yeah. So, so do you feel like your eyes have been open now and you've, you've yes. come into a Christian walk and you understand the Bible's there for us and your yeah. relationship with Jesus is different now as well, or as, I guess you've always had that special relationship, but you were, you almost were feeling like it was deteriorating in the, while you were more. Yeah, it's not that? the same. I mean, God is still there and I know him and, and I interact, but I would have to say now it's like God on steroids, God turbocharged. And why? Because I can't rely on some checklist anymore. I can't say, oh, the prophet said, do this, this, and this, I'm safe, I'm fine. Now I have to really pull out of that and think and go to God and say, okay, God, you've got to show me what is it, what's the next step, what do you want me to do? Yeah. You know, what pleases you, what displeases you? Help me get this, you know, so that I can walk in holiness before you. Because that's my desire. Any born again right. will say that. I want to walk in holiness before my, my, my God. And it's not eat, drink, and be merry. No. Like we kind of repeat here sometimes, but uh, eat, drink, yeah. and be merry, and, and just do what you want because you're saved by grace. It's not that, is it? Right. Correct. It's not. No, you have no desire. I mean, it's like somebody who, I use this example to explain what this concept is. If you were crossing the street and you saw this little old lady crossing the street and, she's, and her grocery bag is breaking, you want to go help her, you help her. And, she, and you feel good because you're a good person. But let's just say you're getting ready to say goodbye, you're stepping off the curb, and just then, she grabs you and pulls you back in because you almost got hit by a bus. She just saved your life. Now, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. 
Are you going to think differently now? Are you just going to be a nice guy to her? Or do you feel a debt of gratitude? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Are you going to turn on her? Are you going to say bad things? Are you going to hurt her? You know, are you going to watch her when she's falling or whatever? No, you're going to be there. So I say it's kind of like that. You know, when you're born again, you know who saved you, and you're not going to turn from that. There's gratitude that yeah. just goes to the core of your, your whole being. Well, being Latter-day Saint for 32 years or, or whatever you mentioned uh, is... Uh, you did feel like you were operating off of a checklist, I guess, didn't you? And when you yes. didn't follow the checklist, you felt guilty. And no. No? You never <laughs> Not did? entirely. Oh, because I you. was Because I think, seriously, because I was born again. And I just knew God knew I did the best I could. And if I couldn't do any better, I wanted to please Him. I didn't want to, I didn't care what the roles say. I didn't care what the people thought. I really, truly didn't. And maybe I was, no wonder I didn't quite fit into Mormonism. <laughs> I really, that's probably it. But, you know. I wanted to please him, so I knew I stroll, you know, I strive to please God, and and I think a lot of those things are great, but if I fall short, then I just knew that you know God didn't withdraw His spirit from me. I wasn't unworthy. He still loved you and Absolutely. cared about you, and well, you've had a, you've got a wonderful yeah. story, and uh, I, I'm just really impressed with your uh, your strength, even as a young person, to to have this concept of God, and I, I don't know why. Uh, my time as a Latter-day Saint, I, I feel now, was totally blind. Mm. I was blind to the value of the Bible. I was blind to all the things associated with Joseph Smith. I just never realized there was an occult uh, yeah. presence there. I just, uh, I never looked at it, never studied it, I guess. So for you to, to see that just immediately going into the... Did you ever go back to mm. the temple? Did you spend much time in the temple over those years? Um, not a lot, and I didn't do, especially the Washington anointing. <laughs> Ever do that initiatory <laughs> I don't think work so. again? No. Or, you no. went to some ceilings, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, and, stuff, and then, then, you know, some endowment stuff. Um, yeah. It didn't, and honestly, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like praying, God, what does this mean? Tell me. Open my eyes. He'll yeah. tell me the most amazing things when I read scriptures or I'm praying or fasting or studying Him. Always in the Mormon church. I get to the temple. It's like, what is this? Blank wall. So different. I'd call it a stupor of thought. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you've got a minute or so mm -hmm. to tell the LDS something. What would you like to tell them? Here's what I'll tell you. I'm going to read it from God's oh, Word. Okay. I'm going to, this is it. Um, there, there is, it says, um, this is in 2 Corinthians. I'll read some in Galatians and some, uh, and it goes, For he that cometh preacheth another Jesus. This is what the Mormon church does. They preach another Jesus, whom we have not preached. And if you receive another spirit that ye have not received, or another gospel that ye have not accepted, that ye have not accepted, ye might bear with him. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, that might be the angel Moroni, if we or an angel of heaven preach any other gospel to you other than that which we have preached unto you, meaning the, the Word of God, the Bible, this is Paul talking, let him be accursed. I'd hate to be Joseph Smith, but it goes on. Now, this is interesting, because so, we know that the, the, the Mormon church is the only church out there that claims to have what? Apostles, right? Yes, apostles. Is there any other church that does? Apostles and prophets and set up like the foundation of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Well, let's just see what God has to say about that. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. And what do they do? Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is of no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works. And finally, in Proverbs 19, 
1412, I mean. Actually, it's in there twice. Okay. <laughs> it says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. And you know, it seemed right to me to be a Mormon. Well, I know it. And now that my eyes have been opened, I just am amazed at, at what I didn't understand before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and having that opportunity now to, to be able to see things and understand them. And if you really read the scriptures in context, they actually mean something and they're valuable. Thank well, thanks, Abby, much. for sharing yeah. your Thank story you. with us. It's, it's very unique, and we appreciate your, your taking thanks. your time to share it with us. And we appreciate you watching. And uh, remember, you're choosing between the gospel of Joseph Smith and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.